And welcome back to my primo's podcast. My name is Freddie, and with me tonight is my primo and yours. Finally made the trek back from. I'm, I'm guessing you crossed that border up north, Walter. El primo uh, Chikume. Mm. Say what's up, everybody. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Um. So I missed the last. What is it? Last the uh, the last little kumbaya we were supposed to have. Um, yeah, I'll be to- honest. I, I, yeah, we had a uh, Sebastian from Quince, and, and, and by the way, good interview, uh, dope guy. Hope to meet him in person one day in 2025. By the by, the looks of it, I don't know uh, at the rate we're going, but um, but I'll go into that a little bit later. Uh, but uh, today we have we have a special guest again. We've been doing this week to week. I'm really excited because we have a lot of yeah. people that are agreeing to to sit with us, talk with us, especially when they're trapped at home. Uh, but they're, do- they're responsible thing. They're at home. You should be at home. You know, mm-hmm. stay home as much as you can. But we have with us, of course, Miss Elia Crawford. Elia Maria Crawford, for those that don't know her work, she is uh, Elia in the Box creator. Also, just all around awesome, awesome, awesome creator. She has her Twitch channel. And we'll talk about all this stuff as well and her comic strip as well. And I'm excited you're on. We talked about it for, I mean, weeks, even last year at, what was it, Walter? AfterCon? We we met with yeah, her. Yeah, we kind of yeah we met at the after kickback con or whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we kind of and that was how long was that? It was like that's about a, a year, year ago. ago. About a year a ago. Year. But Elia, yeah. say say hi to the primos listening to you. Uh, just uh, introduce hi. yourself. Hey, hi everyone. I'm Elia Maria Madrid Crawford, and yeah, I'm an illustrator. And uh, I started out doing web comic uh, 11 years ago, and oh. ever since then, I mean, I've just been illustrating funny things i like making people laugh through illustration that's basically what i do <laughs> that's awesome i mean yeah it's, it's fun i know we'll get into it here just uh it's a blast to have you on i'm really excited when someone can take the time I'm oh it's yeah. fun oh, of course i'm happy you're here especially after my foul up we we're supposed to meet up yesterday and i know i, I like encroached on her D time because she was like oh shit i got an interview <laughs> You know, and, and no, now it's not good. It was really we actually time. ended early anyway, so I was like, I was just like, all right, I'm ready, I'm good. It, but it, it's okay. D&D. It was meant to be today, you know. D and D, you don't know, Walter. For those who are not acclimated for the D and D, is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons role playing. Hey, please, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a Stargate nerd, not a dungeon, hey. yeah. <laughs> But still, guys, just remember you're uh, here listening to the show week to week. You can do so on Spotify, Google, iTunes, all the streaming services that you have. We do appreciate the uptick, of course. It's always keeping us uh, moving forward. It's fun to look at the numbers and analytics of it. You know, if you want to look behind the curtain of all this stuff. Uh, yeah, Elia, I'll chip it to it. It's nice when you get someone and you see the numbers move up a little bit. You're like, oh, wow, someone's watching. Someone's listening. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys for doing so. Uh, of course, we're on social media at My Primos Podcast, and you can email us directly for any type of uh, you know messages, any type of comments. Walter likes what is it? Walter bad? You like, you like bad emails? You like angry emails? And and, and uh, what is it? <laughs> I want to say bad emails, but I will I will tell you um, not necessarily bad emails and stuff, but in in today's COVID era or moment, hope I don't know how long this is gonna last. <laughs> It is better, you know, positive is, you know, just uplift and all that stuff. And but it's hard to not 
be offended right you know and it sucks when you're yeah. creating something you know like i said you can attribute to it like you want to yeah. put yourself you have a, a persona you put out there that you feel is appropriate for what you're doing right and mm-hmm. it doesn't shy away from what your beliefs are doesn't shy away from mm-hmm. what you, you really want to put out there but your experiences mm-hmm. right it's your human experience but yeah it is that fear of like the moment you say something wrong that like boom explode no, doesn't even have to be wrong it doesn't even have to be wrong and but to be fair uh, it's fair game, you know. What you know, if, if you put it out there, people are gonna respond or are gonna comment. And but like I said, construct- one, one, one thing is criticism one, of your of your like yeah. let's say constructive criticism, maybe mm-hmm. like oh, maybe you shouldn't have done that, or maybe hey, you know what, next time be a little more sensitive. Stuff like that I get, but just blatantly mm-hmm. just getting you're evil, you're wrong, you're just like dude, like chill, like, it's like okay. no, yeah. a lot of negativity. It is, but let's be positive, you know? Like, we got to look at our, our what we're doing here as a positive, bringing things to light that yeah. sometimes aren't com- comfortable. But we want to put, a, a like, something, some good love out there, too, guys. You know, like, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah, I want to mm-hmm. talk about uh, you, you know, your work, what you, what you work with. And uh, first, just kind of, I like to always know where where did you grow up? Like, where did you go? Did you grow up in Texas? Because we're all in Texas. But are, did you, mm-hmm. are you from Texas? Talk about maybe... Uh, your childhood and what led to you kind of finding your space when it comes to art? Yeah, so I, I did grow up in Texas. I was born and raised in West Texas, a little town called San Angelo. Um, and I mean, it's 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 a town. <laughs> it's a place. <laughs> There's people. Uh, there's I mean, people. it's a, it's a it's a big town. I I go through there a lot. Actually, it's not a small. It's not the smallest town I cross. No, yeah. Way, you know. But. Yeah, it's like about like Odessa Midland size, maybe yeah. a little bit bigger. Um. And I mean, I it, I was raised by by two parents who were both immigrants, became American citizens, uh, one after I was born, one before, um, and they both worked very hard doing what they wanted to do. I mean, my dad, he was disowned when he was like 17 because he was like, I want to pursue radio, and his oh, dad wow. was like, Oh no, you're not going to do that. So he was disowned, and he's been doing radio wow. for like 55 years. Wow. Hey, congratulations to him. That's awesome. You know, like, so he freaking chased that dream. Do you mind, do you mind sharing his, uh, I guess his name or his station? I do, I don't know, Um, I travel a lot. So he's semi-retired, but he helps with uh, a radio station in uh, San Angelo. Oh God, I wish I could remember the name. It's like KQTZ, I think. Hmm, Um, But it's a little, little uh, Hispanic station. His name is Arturo Madrid. If you say his name in San Angelo, everyone's gonna, everyone in the Hispanic community, he's one of those people. They know who you're talking about. (laughs) You know, (laughs) um, but yeah, he's been, he's been doing that forever. So he, I mean, he came to the states with the dream, with opportunity, and he chased that dream. And then my mom, um, she came to the states when she was younger, and she'd always wanted to be a teacher. And she ended up going to school. She, hell, she made valedictorian in high school, which was hard to follow up as me. <laughs> and, but I mean, she, she she did the damn thing. Like she went, she got like multiple multiple degrees. She got a master's, and she's teaching Spanish as a professor at a university now. That's awesome. So I've like two parents who came from Mexico to pursue dreams and made it, wow. which is a hell of a motivation for me to be like, you know what? Uh, there's really nothing that can stop me, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's an awesome. I, I, Round of applause for yeah. your, for your folks, oh, man. That's, that's Yo. awesome. Like, that is awesome. So, what does she? What does your mom teach? Is it at San Angelo or what? Yeah, she teaches at Angela State. Yeah. She teaches Spanish. Um, 
She's known as one of the most strict professors ever. So like, uh, ooh, I uh, doubt it. I doubt it. I'm gonna bring something up. Co coincidentally, <laughs> my, my advisor. I had a, my advisor at Cal Poly Pomona was from where I graduated with the that civil engineer. Um, he ended up. He ended up getting, I guess, recruited at San Angelo, and he started like uh, the civil engineering department. That fool is fucking. <laughs> I don't know if he's and he's like former military, so oh dang, cool man, that's cool. Yeah, small world. And so that's small, great. Yeah. You have parents that that had that motor, that hustle, right? Yeah, and like they and just so, move it, put that into you. Yeah, basically, and so they've always been supportive from day one. And every time I come up to them, it's like I want to be a doctor, I want to be an artist. Like little five-year-old me changing my occupation every day of what I want to be. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. You know. And then it wasn't really until maybe like this, the end of middle school where I'm like seriously like I really kind of just want to draw, you know. Um, I was also intertwining with wanting to perform and do theater as well. But I mean, drawing was always the thing I would come back to. And of course, like <laughs> back when I started like looking at colleges and stuff, the, the thought about telling your parents I want to pursue art, you know, yeah, it, it's a hard thing because they're like, oh, but el dinero, you know, so um, it, it's a little hard and it, but it's understandable. I mean, they Excuse want me. um, the parents want like this is a thing, right? It, it's the reality, but it sucks that monetary value on art mm -hmm. isn't given the same the same as thing as like Walter's an engineer. Right. Absolutely. Walter's yeah. an engineer. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you have an art degree and then Walter has an engineering degree, people go, oh, OK, he's he's good. Yeah. But then you look at someone that has an art degree and you go, like, oh, hey, that's that's cool. Like when someone's voice pitch goes higher after you tell them what you do or your education, you kind of know there's a there's a little bit of a, oh, yeah. and like a sideways thing. <laughs> yeah. But go, then like, at the same time, at the, at the same time, like uh, art degrees, I don't I'm not saying this is a case for everybody, but it feels like there, there's a more of a. Again, not necessarily not not that engineering. You don't have people don't have a calling, or I don't feel a calling towards engineering. You know, but uh, with art majors, it feels like and tell me if I'm wrong. Like a, more like a it's a more innate uh, ability, right? You should you should at least have to be creative, right? Like you can't be like this very closed off person and go into, I mean, I'm sure there's some people that have gone, but yeah. I feel like there's more of a quality in the person that pursues. A particular art, you know, degree. Like, uh, there's talent in that person even before they get, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that yeah. what I was getting to is that the society that we grew up in, you know, roughly around the same age, is like, like, como tú dices, like, hey, but how much money can you make? Like, where's yeah. the, like, are you really gonna be okay? Not that they want to step on your dream, but more so mm -hmm. like, okay, when you're are twenty, you okay? yeah, when you're twenty-five years old and running around doing things, are you gonna be okay? Right. And so mm -hmm. Latino parents, it's not that they don't want to let their kids do whatever they want to do. Right. And my dad told me he's always say, hey, man, I want you to do better than me and be in, in a good position. But I think that when an artist comes around and goes, hey, I really want to draw, I want to do animation. And your parents kind of do a double take like, like, really? Like art? Yeah. Like, Are you going to make money on that? Are you going to really have a good life with that? And you almost have to yeah. kind of defend it right i mean did you have that kind of conversation with your parents 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where they're kind of split because they're they're like they they support you so much. My parents yeah. support me so much, but at the same time, they're also my parents. They worry. They're like, is she gonna be okay? Is she gonna have enough money to do this to be able to support? You know, just yeah. the standard parent stuff. But but never once did they say no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. It was just, are you sure? Um, what else can you do? Do you have backups? It was never no, you can't do that. So. In a way, it was one of those things where it's like they never wanted to say no, but they wanted to make sure. Are you sure? They wanted to be the cool parents. <laughs> right? They wanted yeah. to be the cool parents. To be like, I support you, baby, and whatever you need. We're here to help you. But I don't Maybe. want you to die. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to die. Maybe. I mean, I mean, their concerns plumbing. are true. Their concerns are true, but like, I don't know. I always go to fucking political shit, but in today's climate... <laughs> Fucking yeah. the economy go the economy goes up and down so much that honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, there's very few jobs or, or careers that you can just sit there and say, I'll make a fucking career out of this and spend yeah. ten years in this company. Fuck no. You spend five years in a company, the most I've done is four, and that's a lot. Yeah. You don't expect anybody Same. to stick around that much, you know, to begin yeah. with. So, you know, like fuck it, do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause I remember, I remember just to kind of, you know, uh, I remember when I was in college, una muchacha estaba graduando, like, as soon as I went in, there was this muchacha graduándose, and the economy was like, shit, like it is now, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I asked her, so what are you going to do, and la, Latina, la muchacha, and she said, ya sabes, pues, you know, de Latino, de, de, de hambre no se muere, siempre hay frijoles y tortillas, and that's <laughs> fucking true, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll We'll make it work one way or another, man. So. Absolutely. But you know what it is? Yeah. And I don't know if you guys ever run across it. I know I always had this inclination. My dad used to tell me, like, oh, you should learn an oficio. You know, learn an oficio. Like, learn plumbing, yeah. carpentry, learn an oficio. Mm-hmm. Learn how to make concrete, like, something. Like, learn some oficio because, you know, he was always concerned. Like, no matter what you want to do, you'll have something to fall back on, right? But I always yeah. felt like, hey, man, like, I never saw the kids on TV on, you know, have to worry about that, you know? Like yeah. like never had the the white the white kid, I never had the the gang at Bayside have to worry about, you know, like don't yeah. follow your dreams or go do go into the army or go into construction. Like that's kind of yeah. where where my family peaked. But um I don't know, it's it, I don't know if it's a Latino thing where we just always want to make sure cuz we're always in survival mode. You know, we're in that survival yes. mode. And so, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and it's a survival mode. Yeah. And so I, I I like that we have that survival mode because it pushes us to get something done, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I will I want a little bit of ease. Like, I give my kid a little bit of yeah. ease. Like, hey, like, take it easy. Don't stress over it. Uh, you know, you'll be all right. Whatever you decide to do, we'll make it happen, you know? And I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that you didn't get the other side of it. You got more of the positive yeah. side. But let's talk about, you know, careers and goals you know did you always think that you were going to do art so yeah um when I was in high school it was soft yeah sophomore year um I was in a history class and I liked being a class clown I love making people laugh um and so I know you know center (laughs) of attention Uh (laughs) uh-huh and um the the biggest uh mistake that any teacher could have made in any grade I was in was sitting me by a whiteboard where there was a marker present. Mm-hmm. And so in history, um, I wasn't really fond of the subject of history. And so 
um, while the lecture was being given, I would draw on the whiteboard. The way that I would learn was making silly little doodles. Like I would draw like stick figure in, well, box figure in my style, yeah. like George Washington making a joke having to do with something we learned in the class. Gotcha. And I would just keep these on the board and, of course, make my classmates laugh. And I would do these like every day depending on what the lesson would say. And eventually the teacher caught me. <laughs> And <laughs> ended up talking with me like, you know, this is this is really funny. You shouldn't be doing this, but <laughs> In my what class. you should do, yeah, you should be doing this. <laughs> like it's distracting. But what you should do is like keep these in your notes. If this is ha what helps you remember, then keep it in your notes because this is good stuff. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those things where it's like I'm in trouble, but also I'm also not <laughs> being You're helped in a way. It was recognized, you know? So yeah. like, at that point, you go, okay, cool. Maybe I, I can write comic books. Like, did you ever think that was the path? But what was the plan oh, before that? So, like, I always knew I was going to like drawing. And, of course, I was like, oh, I want to draw comic books. But I also had this dream of, like, being being a character. I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to – I loved performing. I started performing in, like, middle school and beginning of high school. And I just loved it. The first time I did it, I was like, I love this. I want to do this forever. And um, then I, I ended up going to college uh, to study theater because I was like, this is what I want to do. This is for sure what I want. I, I, I was 18, and I thought I had life figured out. I was like, I want to I do this forever. But, of course, I would always have my comics to just that – that was, that was my hobby. That's on my downtime. I was drawing. I was always drawing comics of funny things that happened backstage funny things that happen just I would always just fall back on my comics and tell my, it was kind of like my own personal diary um, and you know it, it's one of those things where like I look back and I'm like I'm I'm kind of sad that I chose theater over art but I'm okay. also happy that I took the path that I did you know I wouldn't I wouldn't change it really yeah I got the experience I did I met the people that I did um, but, I mean, be, being a self-taught artist as well and having gone that way, I think I, it makes me more proud for some reason. I don't well, I mean, know why. I, I want to give you praise and I want to talk about your art because it's what not... What do they the, call that? Auto, autodidactic or what is it? No? Like, do you yeah, want to teach yourself how to teach do yourself. stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. autodidactic. Yeah. But what I want to do is praise you because your art is very unique. It's your own, you know, and, <laughs> and if you don't follow her work, look up Elia in a box on Google right now and look up her <laughs> stuff and you'll follow along uh it's uh it's not it's a very elaborate stick figure i would say it's not your typical if you say someone says i draw stick figures they immediately think literally a 10 year old drawing stick figures but no <laughs> it's elaborate there's shape to it there's it almost pops off the page when you you draw your art and i really really like it it's really unique and mm -hmm. so was that the way you always drew your 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 art or i mean can can you draw other stuff because i know people always say okay you're an artist <laughs> is she only doing stick figures or can she yeah. really draw something else no i actually can't draw at all i'm just kidding <laughs> no yeah, everybody um... everybody thinks like uh, if you're an artist and you know how to draw they they assume all oh, this who can do the 16th chapel or something like that right yeah, yeah. well yeah oh whew, no <laughs> say i'm like oh victorian era like oh my god no but um i surprisingly enough like i i do draw actual human looking things 
um, it's just not my favorite thing to draw. I love drawing. No, yeah, it doesn't draw experience. I mean, insp inspiration, right? I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I have to know what an actual human body looks like to draw the more simplistic style that I do. Um, I just happen to draw it a little simpler looking, <laughs> a lot hey, simpler. Man, you know if you, can, if you yeah. can draw me in that form, you'd be very, very pop. <laughs> I'll take it very, very good. Okay, I need to. Yeah. I don't want to be this round shape. I like the, the, the slim shape. So, I'm curious if you use the box figures as you call them, right? I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah. they're boxes as well. They're yeah. boxes and in a box. Um, is that how you could? I, I can't imagine like getting into an argument with like maybe a, your spouse or a significant other, and you draw <laughs> a little angry cartoon and leave it on the table just to express yourself. Like it seems like oh you've, you've used the cartoon to remember stuff. <laughs> You've used it just to, to remember notes in history class. I'm wondering if yeah. you would use those to, to yell at somebody. Who knows? Maybe. To yell at somebody? Oh, yeah. I, absolutely. I've done... Um, oh, um, I've drawn um, a really angry cartoon uh, for someone that uh, parked really close next to me <laughs> and left a note on their car. And, like, it, it was, like... This is this is you, and I drew like an idiot person. Like this is you not knowing how to park. Like that's like I've done stuff like that. Of course, I don't sign it or anything because I don't want them to know. Oh, you should. Mm, you should. You be like, Elia in a box. Follow me online. <laughs> if you like but this, no. follow me online. Um, but yeah, no, I would. So you're a drive-by cartoonist. Drive-by cartoonist. Ooh, I like that. That should be that should be something. We should make something happen. Oh my god, make something that's, happen. That's gonna be my new title on my business card. There you now. go. Drive-by cartoonist. Drive-by Exactly. No, but I think that the whole you know what you bring up a point about like the cart the cartoon that you mentioned. But I think that the biggest issue we need to address is people parking too close to us. I can't get out no. of the car. I gotta get oh out of the god. trunk. Or I got, or I got to come lines, through the window. <laughs> no, that that I was uh like I you were last time I missed the interview with uh, Sebastian because of that I was in Michigan, uh, on a job site traveling back and I went to I stopped by the Michigan Lake. I don't even know it's right there by Chicago. Yeah. And I went. And then when I came out, I came out and I opened up the the truck door as a rental. But the wind blew, and it opened up the door really hard, and it hit this truck next to me, like, really oh, hard. No. And then I kind, I kind of pull it. At first, I check the car, see if there's anybody in there. So, no, okay. <laughs> and I check, and I check, and, and, and there's no, there's, I don't see, I really don't notice anything, right? So I just close the door. Then I pull out and get close to this trash can because, you know, to clean out the truck and stuff, and... And then all of a sudden, this older guy comes up and he says, hey, man, like, you hit my truck and you're trying to leave, and trying to leave, huh? And he goes and starts, like, giving me this. No. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'll be honest. I hate it. But, you know, I I looked at it. I didn't see anything. So I just kind of, you know, I'm, and I'm not running away. I'm right here. Yeah, but I wouldn't have done that. About, I kept going at it. Oh, my God. And then I just told him, well, what the fuck do you want to do that? <laughs> Wow, that's not because a, it got in my nerves a, a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah, I should have drawn a cartoon. <laughs> Next time, yeah. just draw your feelings. Yeah, draw your like, what the fuck do you want to do then? And then the, the guy kind of like calmed down and he was like, "Well, exchange information." Yeah, exactly. And that's where we did that. And then he called the cops to do a report. Oh wow. this whole my thing. god! And then, but then I don't blame the the guy because I was like, "It's a brand new fucking." Actually, we we both had the same truck. It's uh -huh. just that mine was a rental and his was, you know, his. Oh. And and it was like 
20, they're like the 2020 Bighorn or you know the Rams. Yeah. Um, and then the cop came that the and then the cop came and the guy starts trying to do this big explanation, and then the cop was like, "Where's the damage?" And he looks at it. He's like, "I was right there." And he's like, "I don't see anything." <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anything. Like, what's oh wrong with you? That's the like, end. So, anyway, that yeah. like you ruined anyway. my donut time. Yeah. Exactly, so then, exactly. yeah, the cop, the cop was actually annoyed. You know what's <laughs> fucked up? That the cop was actually annoyed that 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 happened, and we were in a very white neighborhood, right close to the where all the yachts were at, kinda right. Oh so then, uh, it's an African American cop, right? So then he comes in, and then, pretty much, he showed up to just give a ticket to another couple that was there that didn't pay their parking for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but pretty much he called the cops on uh, to come over just to give a ticket to some other person, if you think about it that way. Oh, but um, but anyways, people, yeah, parked too damn close. I think that's great. I really like your art because it, <laughs> it jumps out to, like, my, my wife sees it, my son. They go, oh, that's really cute. It pops out. <laughs> but it's very unique, like, you give a lot of life to it. Like you do, and I'm just giving away what you do, but it's like, I've seen you do stuff like you would do a, a humanized version, quote unquote, of certain things. Like I loved your series that you did where you took drinks and made them like naughty, oh <laughs> naughty drinks. Walter, you got to check My this out. Foods. She <laughs> made lewd foods. She made a horchata, which was really oh. fucking funny. Like it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Like I made um instead of uh, sriracha cock sauce because it's got rooster <laughs> on it. It's no, it's pretty great. It's really I'm good. Stupid. Go check it out, guys. It's hilarious. Yeah. I'm thinking Valentine's days. Those are the where you start selling cards. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the way to do it right there. Selling cards, but I mean, Get your you food. <laughs> exactly lewd foods. Uh, <laughs> I think it's awesome. I love it. I'm a fan, of course, and I, I follow you all over. And you know, I noticed a little bit like right around last year, because you were doing YouTube as well. You know, you were a personality yep. on there. You were doing cons. You were just showing your work. And I know you recently moved over to Twitch, but. I wanted to talk about YouTube as well because don't, I know... Don't Google loot. Sorry, don't Google loot food just like... Oh, man. Lord. I'm oh, oh, some no. weird stuff. <laughs> As he closed out of the 10 tabs. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go take Sharing the screen right now. But, <laughs> like, talk... So your work, you know, you, you post on online, you know, your comic strip is, is Eliana Box. And that comes out... Is that weekly? Is it bi-weekly? It is a uh, once a week right once now. Once a week. So mm -hmm. I love it because it's really quick to look at. You laugh at it and, and mm -hmm. you just wait for the next one. And on YouTube, you were kind of showing behind the scenes. You go into cons, things like that. So what changed in YouTube that made you make the jump over to Twitch to show your work and kind of talk to your fans? Oh, man, it was it was a lot. It was a an uphill climb that just didn't seem to stop. And it all started, uh, I think it was like two, three years ago maybe two, doesn't seem that long ago, um, where they ended up cutting off all monetization for creators. Uh, excuse me. Um, so back maybe like three years ago when I was just kind of making videos, I was still monetizing. Hey, so, sorry to interrupt, sorry to interrupt, but I'm, try, I'm, I'm uh, trying to think, does that have to do with anything with the whole Nazi shit and all this alt-right stuff? Like, like why would they yeah. want to demonetize because a while ago, oh, I started okay. hearing that, like, YouTube, they were asking YouTube to kind of censor the very 
uh, racist, Nazi, harmful content on YouTube. Oh, you know? And then, I know they've been doing that a lot you know? lately. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's been very and that's why you have, um, what do you call Reddit and, and what's these other, these other, uh, I forget. Yeah, Reddit's uh, a whole. Partner, <laughs> partner is a new one. Partners are new what were there. But anyways, I'm just kind of trying to make connections in my head. I was no, wondering yeah. if that had to do anything with... It might, yeah. You know, well, that I just think YouTube you. didn't want to pay anybody anything. They wanted to keep it, the... That's basically what it was. Keep the YouTube money. at the time was, wasn't yeah. really making a lot of money, especially with the, the little creators, the little people, which was where the group mm-hmm. I was in. And so they just cut off all monetization and we're only giving ad revenue to their special babies, you know, yeah. all the regular creators, people that have been there since like day one. Um, and like not many people realize that it takes so much like money and time to create videos and content, especially as an artist and the stuff that I was wanting to make, like I was doing unboxings, I was going to conventions and having to pay for table fees, for travel fees. Um, I was doing drawing disasters with Izzy, which costs money for our materials. And, By the way, I mean drawing disasters, <laughs> love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Tell everybody what drawing disasters is. They don't know. So drawing disasters is uh, a show that me and my friend Izzy do. We now do it on Twitch, um, where we both get inebriated and we do art challenges together. And uh, we it's actually hilarious. do it together right now on Twitch. We're trying to do it like twice a month now because I mean, what else are we doing right, <laughs> right what kind now? Of, what kind of what kind of libations do you guys do? What kind of alcohols? Um, it depends on the day. I'm I'm a whiskey girl. I also like oh. mules. Um, and Izzy likes her ciders and okay. whiskey. <laughs> and it gets out of control is what yeah. I'm getting at, man. People throw some random. <laughs> yeah. Random yeah, sometimes it's just like, especially uh, like we take suggestion or uh, like descriptive things where we describe a character to each other and we ch- just forget what we're saying. It it gets pretty chaotic and funny, but we we have so much fun with everyone with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just videos like that, and it takes time to edit the materials and everything, and the amount of time and money that I was putting into it, and then the amount of like subscribers, views, and everything that YouTube was expecting you to get before you became a monetized creator just skyrocketed and became unreachable. kind of unreachable. Yeah. yeah. And so there I was sitting at the halfway point when they cut all this off and they had now um, cut off the ability for me to be found by other channels. Because once you're not monetized, they don't like put you as recommended on anything. They don't like link you to fellow Creators, creators. Side, it just cut off from basically the YouTube world until you build yourself up yourself. So pretty much you're in purgatory. Yeah. You're yeah. imagine <laughs> she's putting in money, time, all this, and no one can even find her. Imagine yeah. you have to be so specific to go Elia Maria Madrid uh alien yeah. con 2019 i mean Boom. i mean i mean like, i don't want to be negative but it seems like the world we live in already like you know female content creators are being ignored anyways like that's not, not a hispanic one like boom boom yeah you know? yeah exactly and yeah. so it's it's pretty, like, that's I pretty can... responsible of like a, such a large platform you yeah. know like it's, you know, i don't know yeah and so it's like i i feel like it's like yeah i could share my videos on facebook twitter instagram but i mean i've already got those people following me so it's like yeah because yeah. i i stumble upon i mean you know how it is and the thing is it sucks but a guy opening a, a box of toys for a bunch of six-year-olds is making millions of dollars 
when yeah. and the guy spending what half an hour on his cell phone just aiming it at a box but imagine you're putting production values uh an intro there's music there's yeah. the quality you're trying to put up because all this stuff that just makes it seem almost impossible to to get it and it sucks i felt Bad yeah, but it's all... also that it's also that consumer model, right? Like you said, that mm-hmm. guy's unboxing products that are going to be sold and blah 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 blah. So yeah. it's uh, it's that that part of that consumer. YouTube became just yeah. a commercial, you know. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's really commercialized. It is another mm-hmm. TV station, and it sucks that it used no to. No wonder be I, I haven't been um, looking at a. I haven't been on YouTube much, but lately, well, I have been a lot. But all I do is watch cooking videos and. Yeah, and you know, yeah, people going around the world eating food and stuff. That's it. Yeah, but sponsored it, crazy. sponsorships and things like that happen. Add the, here, add there. Yeah, right? add here, add there. But yeah. you know, it's it's a trip to think that you had to kind of make that make that decision or like just I guess come to terms with it. Like I I was try yeah. I tried doing YouTube. I tried doing my own videos too here and there, and you know it never popped off. And you kind of feel like. You you were patient. I mean, how long were you doing YouTube before you said I'm done? Yeah. Uh, maybe like three years, but it was all inconsistent. I didn't really get really regular until like the last year, the year before I quit. Yeah, think about it. I mean, you're yeah. you're doing for three years, and it's it's very disheartening, right? Like with anything yeah. creative, you're putting yourself out there. You're opening up mm-hmm. your life, right? And I'm I promise yeah. you, anybody that's that has done anything creative. Your family, your friends, and all them—they're taking a back seat, you know, to what you're trying to do. Yeah. So imagine all that happens, and then you're being—you're not making any money, all the time and effort. You still got work because it's not like you don't have yeah. a job. And then YouTube yeah. just kind of pushes you aside. But but then there's Twitch. So what 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 was the yeah. jump to Twitch like? Yeah, no, it was great. Um, uh, when I announced that I wasn't really doing YouTube anymore and kind of just like focusing on creating and maybe just doing con vlogs at that yeah. my friends were like you know what you should just come to twitch you just basically you can draw and you can talk to people while you're drawing live and i'm like oh my god that just seems so hard because they would talk about like oh obs a lot they would say all these words that i didn't know yet yeah. and i was just like what does that mean I, I was i was mortified i was like i don't know how to use any of that what does that mean yeah. <laughs> and so it just took Watching a few tutorials, my friends telling me it's so easy. You just need this program and it does everything for you. For me to finally be like, okay, this is it. I just, and that's basically what I, I missed was being able to connect with people online. I mean, I'm an introvert. I'm actually a huge introvert. So um, YouTube was a way for me to connect with like the outside world without the fear of it, you know? And I think having Twitch helps me with that as well being able to talk to people while I'm doing something in my comfort zone, which is art. And so um, I, I ended up starting Twitch at the end of December of this past year, 2019. And the, the reason I like Twitch is because they're very supportive of their creators and helping them grow. Like I became monetized by, I think it was the end of February just for creating content originally being a regular and building an audience. And thankfully, Excuse me. And thankfully, um, I had like all my followers from like Twitter and my web comic and everything. I told like I told them I'm joining Twitch, and they were like, "Okay, cool, we're following you." And yeah. it's like, "Okay, cool." Like, thank so goodness. Imagine, like, 
three, four months on Twitch and almost three years worth of work on YouTube. And you're like, yeah, wow, big difference. So I know we definitely got to support you on Twitch, too. And no, yeah, it felt good, especially after it's like quit after quitting YouTube, especially after I'd met so many people at conventions like, oh, well, we, we know you from YouTube. We, we saw your videos on YouTube. As soon as I like posted that that video that like I can't post anymore, I <laughs> thought everything was going to go downhill. I thought I was going to lose everyone. Like, oh, she totally well, I've never I've never done Twitch. I just pulled it up and it looks pretty. It looks so you just <laughs> type in your name and you'll pop up or what? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, really I, don't know much about it. Uh, Elliot in a box. I think I should pop up. Uh, yeah, and so Twitch is. Does Alien Box have to do with anything with Alice in Chains? It makes me think of Man in the Box from Alice in Chains for some no. reason. <laughs> but if it makes me sound cooler, sure, yeah. Tell me how you came up with the name for your for your strip. Oh my gosh, so Alien Box was just a username I had in like middle school, and I was like, "This is my name of my comic. I'm so cool." And then, <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. That's how serious? I named it. Yeah, it was like my username for, I don't even remember how I came up with the username in Don't middle say it school. was like Yahoo Messenger or AIM, those kind of things. Yeah, it was like AIM. There you go, yeah, like, yeah. Like a live journal, and I don't remember how I came up with the name. But then with my comic strip, as I got older, I'm like, it makes sense, I guess, because my comic strips are in a box. True, You know, true. It was, so it, it worked. It was, it was meant to be. It was, it meant, was to be. meant to be. So yeah. I'll just go with that story, but that's how I came up with the name. It was my username, and I'm just like, this is cool, I guess. So YouTube officially yeah. <laughs> doesn't exist for me anymore. I'm just on Twitch. <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad mm-hmm. you know you transitioned from you know YouTube because of the non-monetization, mm-hmm. and then you move over to Twitch. You find that Twitch is just more relaxed as far as you mm-hmm. still being able to put yourself out there, do drawing disasters. I love it. Uh, yeah. And then when when COVID hit, you know, like people have always saying, "Cool, this freed up more time for me to work." How was the impact for you on COVID? Was it the same? Was it did your did your output and work go up? Was it the same? Was it? I mean, can you talk about that? Uh, I can. It's a little sad. Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. I like. I mean, it's it's definitely something to be shared. So of course, I do have a day job, um, and it's in an essential work field. Oh. So it's it's a little stressful, and so. Um, I thankfully in my field, I got to work from home or I still do get to work from home because of everything. But what turned into a regular 40 hour work week can sometimes turn into a 60 hour work week now. And so anytime I get off of work, I don't want to draw. I don't want to create. I just want to sleep and cry, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think, I think my depression took a big hit th- through COVID um, to the point where I feel like I've been failing ev- everyone as a creator um, across all platforms. And uh, it wasn't really until like I finally came to terms like maybe three weeks ago, like this isn't getting any better. I can't really wait around for everyone to just care. I really need to just do what I need to do and create. I can't keep just being mad about everything, um, even if it's just setting aside my only three days off to create, that's what I need to do, which is what I do now. Um, I'm off three days per week, and I create on those days. I stream on those days, and it makes me so happy to finally do that. But I think it took so long to get there because I felt like I was a prisoner to my day job, and I wasn't allowed to dedicate time to create. 
And I kept putting that in my mind, like, you have to dedicate yourself to one thing only, and you keep, like, you don't have time to create. You don't have time to create. You don't have time to do anything. You can't be an artist. You can't do this. It's not important right now, um, which that's what I kept telling myself through the whole start of COVID. Art is not important. But right it now. is. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. And, but, but stupid me just kept telling yeah. myself, art's not important right now. Art's not important right now. Do you think and that it's, it's awful because... that that's what we're doing in my do you think it maybe feeds into the the people right now outside, you know, thinking, oh, well, right now, essential matters, essential matters, essential matters. But it's an old school way of thinking like, OK, yeah, a nurse, a doctor, like those are essential. I get it. But as time went on or still goes on, pardon, in the covid era, because we're, so we're, we're at um, yeah. you start peeling back those layers because you're like, yes, that's essential, of course, to let the city move forward right it needs mm -hmm. to have these essential things but essential doesn't necessarily mean essential to like i guess what i'm trying to build a statement is you know self-care uh distractions mm -hmm. uh being able to relax you know those things because now we're at home more we're consuming more content we're looking for that yeah. distraction we're looking for those things so imagine if not to put more pressure on you, because I don't mean to. It's like, imagine if someone <laughs> is like, man, where the fuck is her cartoon? Like, no, you know? I know. <laughs> you know, like. No, and I like, that too. <laughs> like, you know, it's like. No, because um, even, even like, even when you're working, I mean, I'm not, I'm still, I'm going to the office now, but I was working from home for a bit. You, you put something in the background, you know, you put like somebody's stuff in the background, either music or videos or, you know, whatever it is, you put it in the background and it'll kind of set up the mood and, you know, you get in the zone of, of working or whatever it is. So, so yeah, we all use it. And, and, and I don't know, I'm just, it's essential. I mean, yeah, it's, I it's not as essential as, it's not as essential as keeping toilets unclogged, right? But <laughs> it's yeah. fucking essential. Yeah. What I'm getting at is that also, like, people seeking out your work, I hope that it was, you weren't getting how we talked about earlier on the show, like, the backlash, right? I'm hoping you got more like, yeah. hey, where are you? Are you good? Are you okay? Was it a concern from people? Or was it literally people uh, like, like, hey, what, what the fuck? Did you like just stop drawing? Like, no, yeah. Um, I got nothing but support. And I think because everyone knew I was struggling mentally, I'm like, guys, I need to take like a month off. I'm not okay. And I can't create right now. And the amount of people, and I think what motivates me more is the fact that I have so many supportive people. Like, I could just talk about how I'm supported constantly, but that the day when I made that post, the amount of people who, like, texted, called, everything, like, are you okay? What do you need? What's going on? Like, and, I mean, it's just like, guys, I'm just not in a good mental place. I don't feel like drawing. That's really all it is. Um, but I think the fact that I get... If, if I would, if I was met with hostility, I probably would, would have quit. I've been like, it's not worth it. Yeah. But the fact that I'm, I'm constantly surrounded by support, that that they they literally tell me like, no, take the time you need. It's like, you know what, I will. But I also want to get back because y'all fucking deserve it. <laughs> like, god dang it, y'all support me so damn much. I'm coming back, okay? Like, you, ah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a good hey, can, I, can I ask you a question about a? Uh, can I ask you a question about like? Because you touched on depression, right, and all that. So yeah, when it when it comes to that, you just to kind of get in your in your head a little bit, or or, or art in the head of an artist. If you're depressed, does that mean you're like not 
be creating anything in your head as you would typically do when you're not depressed? Or are you still creating stuff or, or you just don't want to get out of bed? Or how does that, you know, um, like... For, I think it's different for everyone, but for me, it goes both ways. There are some days yeah. where I'm just absolutely having a bad depression day and all I do is lay in bed. I'm not feeling anything. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just closed off. But there are some days where I... I have bad depression days and I lay in bed, but I happen to get these great spurts of creative inspiration mm -hmm. from it. I don't necessarily want to do anything with it yet, but I'll have like my phone with me or a notepad and I'll write down like an idea of what I'm thinking uh -huh. so that once I have the motivation and the, the emotional okay. feel to do it, I'll maybe do something with it. But it really just it goes back and forth. Okay, for yeah, because I, I was wondering because in, in, like in, in different types of jobs, like even if you're feeling down or you're depressed, mm -hmm. you know, you just sit down and either enter data or build something or drive yeah. somewhere. So there's like a function that you still do mm -hmm. even if you're depressed. For, but I was wondering from an artist per perspective, if you're depressed, you know, there's no create, there's no, you know, your your, your imagination, like writer's block. I don't know something like that. Yeah. I was kind of trying to, you know. Yeah. Um. God, I wish when I, when I get when I get depressed, I just, I'm not as big as a creative, I don't do yeah. much of a creative. Well, anyways, I was more, just wondering. I'm more muscle. Yeah. 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 Like, I'll, I'll play a video wondering. game or something. Just yeah. to kind of, like, yeah. Like me, I'm, when I'm stuck in it, and I, I write, my, one of the things that I do is I kind of, like you said, get lost in something. Like, I'll just focus on a TV series, and I'll just sit there and plow through it, or I'll yeah. play a game, or I'll, I'll run into something else and go, I mean, this is what I'm dedicating myself to now. Like, this is where I yeah. live now. I will die here, and this is it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like I will live here. I will die here in this chair playing, you know, Magic Online or something. Hey. But everybody's different, right? Some people mm -hmm. work out. Yeah. Some people eat. Some people, you know, unfortunately. I wish I could work out. Yeah, yeah, I wish that was my way of dealing with depression. I'm going to go freaking run a mile, oh, guys. You know what? Like... I'm depressed. I'm going to go just do 100, 100, uh, 100 burpees right Yo, now and get this I wish. workout. <laughs> No, man. The only burpees I get out is after I drink some fucking soda or beer or whatever, get those burps out. But, hey. you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you yeah, shared. Yeah, we, we all cope. We all cope differently. Yeah, so. we all cope. Yeah. I'm glad that you shared because it's something that we haven't really talked about uh, during the COVID you know, time. Everybody talks about running out of toilet paper and napkins, but no one talks about <laughs> running out of fucking patience and running Yo. out of just peace, you know? Like, yeah. And that's something huge that even as a creative person – like we talked about earlier, people don't put a lot of emphasis on the creative, the artistic. They always go, oh, man, that guy must have it hard. And he's he's a nurse. You know, he's he's doing a yeah. lot. That's tough. But someone that's creating, you know, someone waits for that distraction. And I think that it's uh, like uh, we talked about with Hector, like hey, creativity is essential, you know, because mm -hmm. it helps kind of alleviate stress, not just for the creator, but also the consumer. You know, so mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I'm glad that you you know got through this obviously everybody copes differently and and can get through it at their time you know yeah and even with us doing this show sometimes you know we've taken long breaks when life kind of hits us the wrong way and we kind of have to figure it out um and we move forward you know and you know sometimes we'll take breaks here and there as well because sometimes you just run out of shit to say <laughs> i mean <Yeah>. like you <laughs> just do <laughs> Like, like yeah, it, you, you, you say you draw for a living and it's a like a four, you know, four panel comic. And then people go like, oh, that's easy. How come you can't just knock those out every other day? 
Uh, like okay, like yeah, sure. Like there, like there were like <laughs> Hallmark cards or whatever, like, or cookie, or cookie, cookie for fortune. Yeah, just fortune but, uh, cookie shit. But no, like I mean, you know, uh, you know, with your work you're doing, and because I know that you are, you put yourself out there. You're on Twitch. You put yourself out there online. Of course, you have a, a Patreon that people can follow you on. Uh, and we definitely want to put attention to that. We'll put links, you know, in our show notes for that, of course, and kind of just put you out there with us. But, you know, I want to ask you, you know, getting your foot in the door to finally put yourself out there online, right? That's kind of where everybody mm-hmm. kind of starts, or I don't want to tell your story, but so, you know, in you say like sophomore year, high school, you kind of get that little bug, like, damn, you know what? Like, this is a good idea. Let me keep with mm-hmm. it. And you move forward with it. You mentioned that you wanted to do something like in theater and performance. Did you ever get to do anything in performance? Oh, yeah. I ended up going to college for theater, graduated with my degree in theater. Um, and after I graduated, I did nothing with it. <laughs> so that's the extent of my theatrical there, there you go. career. It's you know? a good use, right? But what did no. you pick up from that experience? You pick something up. You know, it helps you I kind mean, of in your day-to-day. You know, I mean, Oddly enough, yes. Um I think, so while I was in, in theater, study, I studied so many different aspects of it. You study performance, you study the technical side, everything. And so, and one thing about me is I'm a huge introvert, <laughs> a huge introvert. So um, having a theater background with performing, especially with my background in improv, I love doing improv, um, it helps me a lot in social situations. It helps me like at conventions having to think on the spot if something goes wrong, <laughs> um, that helps me with that. And then I want to always credit my scenic design class um, because I loved designing sets, but it was also in a scenic design class in college that I learned how to use Prismacolor pencils correctly, which is the medium that I use primarily today. Nice. Um, so, I mean, that, that was all because of things I learned on my path in my theatrical quote-unquote career. <laughs> but, no, but yeah. I mean, you're... You're you're doing it now. I mean, you're telling your stories. You're you're putting yourself on the page. You're putting yeah. yourself out there. And I feel like when you talk about things like people not wearing masks, you know, like it's it's you 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 have your commentary there, and oh. you're putting your character out there. And it's yeah. stuff that everybody thinks it's 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 the topic right now. You know, I saw mm-hmm. online that people are making on Etsy masks mm-hmm. that don't have any covering. They just have <laughs> like like a fake mask, Got so you it. can what? say yeah, there's there's there, there, people are selling. And wearing masks, coverings for you. It's called a mouth covering. Uh-huh. Es una malla, okay. like with yarn, like the same shit you fucking oh, make yarn Lord. out of, just like this to cover themselves, with like a little mallita like this, and going, yeah, I have a mask on. That sounds like a fucking, como se llama esa para los perros? Uh, a fucking like a muzzle. Sounds like a fucking yeah. dog muzzle. <laughs> kind, like kind of, but. That's what they're, they're putting, mu- people are putting muzzles on themselves now. Oh, Instead of a mask, God. but that's that's becoming a thing. Wow. It's insane, but oh, you touch on it. It makes me so mad. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's insane. Like There's people out there that just don't care. and I know. Especially, we all live in Texas, and people here are either oh. going to... It's like, I don't know how to explain it. Well, it's it not is. that... Well, it's what not about that, my rights? You know, it's not that bad. <laughs> like, put it this way. I, I last week... I was I would like Stanley was saying earlier. I went to I drove all the way to Michigan to to this job site, and on the way there, uh, the worst parts were Arkansas and uh, Missouri, Missouri, Arkansas, Missouri. Like I would go in there with my mask on and you know gloves on sometimes, and they would just look at me all weird, and and they're they're behind the the, the plexiglass, but they 
you know, it's majority white state, but they would just look at you weird, and, and, and none of them had anything on, you know, they didn't, nobody said anything negative, but when I made it back to Texas, it's like, no, Texas is not that bad, like, <laughs> if you I think, guess, like, at least from my perspective, like, like you said, people we are having an outbreak. Fight tooth and nail for, yeah. anytime you try to tell somebody to do something here, unless it was, uh, it's just, it's hard. It's like a minefield. Yeah, right. I know it. I know it. It's a minefield. Whenever you mention in Texas, like to other buddy that listens, yep. like you mention anything that encroaches on somebody's right to do anything, just because someone yeah. says I don't want to do that and it's my right, forget it. You fucking walked into a. a I know. You've lost. You've lost. Right. It's, it's out of control. <laughs> but no, uh-huh. so you touch on that because it's things that impact yeah. you, right? It's yep. it's things that impact you day to day. And I think that mm-hmm. as an artist, I love the fact that like we talked about being genuine. I like your work because it's genuine. It's jokes. It's funny. Um, you know, you have characters that are reoccurring that I just, I just kind of, oh, that's the dude from the last one. You know, and like it's funny <laughs> little things, and people, you know, kind of get connected to you, the creator, and to your stuff to help move forward. And I, I mentioned Texas Latino Comic Con. You know, you did some stuff for them too, like PR and things of that sort, like. How big of a hand did you have kind of helping that along? Like, I feel like you are one of the faces of the show now. (laughs) I mean, I've been there since the first year, thanks to Hector letting me join the project. I mean, as soon as I heard that he wanted to do this con, I was like, oh, my God, yes, we need (laughs) this con. And so um, I was just always excited to be able to to be part of it. Um, I I mean, I give props to Hector and David. They're the ones that, like, do it. I'm yeah. just there to maybe help every every year with something. Yeah, I've seen um, you do like think, panels. Yeah. I've seen you do like uh, yeah. different kind of like you know like workshops. I mean, what kind of fulfillment do you get doing that? You know, helping out with the people. You know, oh God, I think the number one thing that I get every year, um, because and it's not just I think. So I do a, a workshop that um, is how to make a comic. That's been like my ongoing workshop every year, ever since the first year. Because the first year, I, well, we didn't know how good it was going to be. Yeah. But uh, that first year, so many people showed up. And a lot of younger children showed up um, and had a blast learning how to make a comic. And I think being able to show um, the youth and just anyone in general that not only can um, a girl make a comic, but someone of your heritage can make a comic. Like, this is okay. It just makes their eyes grow wider. It's like, Mama, she looks like me, and she's making comics. And it's like, yeah, mijo, like, you can do this too. Like, it's okay, yep. which is something I did not have growing up. And so to be able to be that person for them now, that always makes my heart so happy, whether it be there or at – I've done that that workshop at other cons. And, the, I mean, I will say it time and time again, representation fucking matters. Like, yeah. it does. I promise to everyone it does. And so, um, being able to be a representation, that statement it, it matters. Makes me so happy. Because, yeah. no, no, definitely. And I want to touch on that too, twofold, because, you know, you're, you're a Latina woman in a, in a market mm-hmm. that's predominantly male and you also mm-hmm. have predominantly white. You know, now we have more more conventions like SolCon, Mesoamerican, right here in, you know, that are in Latinx, yeah. uh, Latino Comics Expo on the West Coast and so on, right? So tons of stuff. I also have conventions that are, you know, predominantly uh, black and, and just uh, other ethnicities. But, you know, I want to talk about your representation as a woman, too, you know, and I, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I know we have to 
I want to address it because we need to. There's there's no real yeah. light to to highlight that as a matter of you go, oh, she's a girl and she's Latina. You know, you brought it mm-hmm. up. So I ask you as a woman coming into this market, into this to elbow your way into your space. You know, <laughs> what was that like? Uh-huh. It's still hard. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Shucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it really is difficult. I, I mean, I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. It's, it's hard being a woman in comics, and it's hard to be taken seriously um, to the point where I still, to this day, I mean, I've got a, an 11-year comic on my belt as experience, but I can be sitting at my table representing this comic with Jonathan sitting next to me, yeah. and when people ask about the comic, they talk to him. They ask mm. him the questions. How long have you been making this what comic? The, How, the, yeah. 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 Shit. Doesn't the big ass yeah. sign behind you yeah. say? I know, like, that... fuck my name on the sign, like. <laughs> right. You know? It's like it feels like oh, like you you speak for this woman. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's it's that it's to that point where it's wow. it's expected it's expected that the the girl isn't drawing oh. the comic much less if her skin ain't white. Oh damn. So, um, I mean, it still happens. I mean, thankfully, not that much this year because there haven't been that many cons. But, <laughs> but um, no, I, it's always a little bit more of a, a battle. Um, but it's not really anything that I'm, like, tired of fighting yet, you know? I'm very much like, hey, I make comics too. Oh, here I am making another project. I'm just going to keep on going, you know? Is it the fact that you were say as a woman in your experiences, right? You can only speak for your experiences, right? Maybe yeah. some other, you know, you know, like what would I call that? Like comrades in arms, you know, that have dealt with this as well. Other women in the field doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what what walls are put up, you know, to even get you into the convention, for example, or to get you that that highlight? Because I know that sometimes I remember other conventions I used to go to, they would just go to Artist Alley and pick certain people to come up. Hey, man, mm-hmm. your stuff looks great. Let's feature you on this stage as an up-and-coming artist out of out of Artist Alley, right? Mm-hmm. And so for those that don't know, Artist Alley is a uh, basically you pay for you get a table set up mm-hmm. in a part of the convention center that you can pimp your stuff. And you're just not a well-known person, maybe just kind of starting up, but you're putting yourself out there. You're buying the, the space to sell your stuff as much as possible to brand-new people that have never heard of you. The good thing is mm-hmm. that because of the con culture, a lot of the people, at least the people that are going to the conventions, love our artist alleys because they want to yeah. find those that underground comic book or that obscure thing or that interesting artist and kind of go from there. Yeah, I'm guessing, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did you come across like kind of shit like that where you just kind of looked over? Do you feel because you were a woman or Latina or both? Um, Oddly enough, I feel more at home doing artist alleys than being guested at comic conventions. Hmm. Does that is that weird? You know, like I I pay to be in an artist alley, yes, but I feel like I get the same amount of attention as my peers because oddly enough, um, lots of the artist alleys that I've been a part of have been very diverse in terms of their artists, Um, whether it be um, the Asian American culture, African American culture, Mexican American. Just I've seen a very good melting pot, but when when it's that versus me selling as a comic guest, it's it's like night and day. You would think days. that the feature artist would get that attention, right? Because that's the whole point. You would think. You would think Absolutely. Yeah, you would get that that, yeah. that notoriety. Your name's on the fucking poster. Mm-hmm. You're on the website. They're on this space. Come check them out, you know? 
and you get mm-hmm. the great table, the great spot, like all that stuff matters. You know, everybody knows yeah. everybody knows about cons. So mm-hmm. like, I just want to kind of put myself in your shoes and I never will, obviously, because I'm not going to understand the experience. <laughs> right. Because it's it's yeah. it has to be heartbreaking, you know, to be mm-hmm. looked over like that when, you know, it's like I put it this way. When so many people tell you that it's good, like I was like, man, everyone can't be wrong, right? Like, all my, like yeah. if it was shitty, I no, would yes, know by can. now. A lot, I mean, people, a lot of people can't be wrong, but yeah. That's, uh, so, I, but then, <laughs> like you were describing that, I mean, you do feel it, but I'm trying to like, besides the con- the comic, the cons, and those artist alleys, where else do you kind of come across it? Like, uh, uh, is there like an online? Do you feel it online at all? Does it come across online at all? You know that type of. Um, I feel it a lot less online. I think just yeah. because I try to get involved with different creative groups um, that kind of cater to more of what I I like my target audiences or my my fellow creator demographic. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I definitely I feel it more in person, probably just because you see it more direct. Yeah. Where online, that. you can just weave your way in and out of the stuff you don't want to like be in contact with um but is it like the boys clubhouse still like i mean i feel like it's coming down a little like better uh maybe in the bigger conventions i don't know how that experience is or the bigger uh, groups is it still kind of like all right yeah it's your work is cute thanks and like i mean there there are there are documented cases of uh from uh from the bigger name names right like dc and marvel where there's women that kind of have come out and said hey you know this is a, a boys club or whatever yeah. and, and and right so i don't know if there's any lawsuits you know out there but yeah. it, it happens in the big ones so i imagine it happens you know i don't know i'm hoping it's like not as much people are you know kind of learning and and yeah allies and all that and i think the thing about the comic business it it's there's they're very set in their ways and I, that's the main yeah. thing I can say. Yeah. Is, there's <laughs> other ways. It's just, yeah. like you said, it's, it's like changing. It, I hope it's changing. Shit. I, I hope it will soon. Uh, I definitely don't see too much as of yet, but I hope seeing seeing all these titles come out that represent minorities, that represent LGBT communities, that represent everything that isn't just Captain America yeah. and what he is. Yeah. And yeah. just coming in, I hope that everyone sees those and realize, oh, comics aren't just yeah what what thing. a white man is. It's yeah. like there's so many other different things you can tell stories of via graphic novels, via graphic storytelling, and the creators behind it as well. So I think once once major conventions can see that, then yeah. But I mean, it the convention industry is what it is. <laughs> which is which is weird, given given the un, unlimited, like, you know, imagination and unlimited this uh, unlimited kind of a uh, paintbrush. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of put it in words, but I'm having trouble. Uh, kind of a uh, superheroes, mutants. They'll they'll put a blue character, blue green character before they put like a Latino. <laughs> a lot right? of times it feels like that, right? Like yep. I don't know if, if you see that in it. No, well, but, yep. uh, but it's weird, then yeah. I was gonna ask you here. You know, we're, we're I know we're we're talking about you know representation and and we're keeping you longer than than I than I promised. I know you got <laughs> got stuff to do, but um, I wanted to touch on it here is the fact that like Walter, we we um, in private talked about it as well that you know 
just keep in mind, everybody, you know, she's in, independent. You know, like she's doing stuff on her own. There's not a big bankroll. <laughs> There's not a big bankroll behind her. You know, her husband will, her husband will take care of her, but you know, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not talking, uh, um, taking care of everything. But what I'm getting to is that, you know, being independent uh, allows you to have that liberty to do that, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, do you think that there, because right now, for example, there are networks in, I'll give you, for example, in podcasting, right? There's what networks that cater specifically to women creators, women podcasters mm-hmm. that really focus that, push that forward, have a, a machine behind it and moving forward. Do you think that uh, being a woman or and Latino as well, like, can something come into place that can bring all these together, like some kind of like conglomerate some kind of like cartel per se that can can push these books these artists forward and it kind of makes it make make us kind of like our own you know how our own marvel our own dc you know that can push us forward and latinos and creators you think that we're far from that or are we getting closer you know i don't think we're far from that at all i think we all we we can constantly just have this I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it already exists. The fact is it just needs to be known, you know? Like, I'm sure there's already, like, a powerhouse publishing uh, company out there who publishes solely, like, uh, individuals of color yeah. or just strictly Latino. It's just a matter of we have to find them and let people know, like, hey, they're out there too. Go look at their stuff. <laughs> um, no doubt, for sure. It's just one of those things where it's like people don't want you to find them. Mm, you know they said the old guard right they don't they don't want to change their ways like you said and it's 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 a trip but like things like when you work on your on your stuff like you said you're hustling out there you're going to conventions you're spending the money you're putting the time in you got your day job you got the the passion project you got the people say like my real job starts at six o'clock you know like that's the one that i I go to (laughs) right and it's it's a lot of work you know the fact that you are doing this i mean what would you say to somebody that wants to start and you know, say man like i see her stuff you know it looks awesome it looks it looks something like i can do that you know like what can you tell somebody that wants to start drawing or creating for themselves and hopefully oh, man. inspire them a little bit yeah i would just say go for it because i mean i just started doing it based on me making a joke in a class and then i just kept drawing it um i i just you know, if it makes you, if, if what you're creating makes you feel good and doesn't hurt anyone, like, you know, bad, yeah. <laughs> then why not? Why not make something? Um, it, it, just because you're not automatically being printed by Marvel within a day doesn't mean you're not successful. Um, you can have an audience of your mother. You could have an audience of your three best friends. It, like, it, your audience size doesn't matter. as long as, if, if there's yeah. one person who constantly loves your work, then you make your work for that one person, you know? Mm. Like, um, and then I think just, I <laughs> one of the biggest things that I tell creators, because and it's one of those things where you'll hear the opposite of it. Lots of creators are like, oh, make sure you practice every day. Make sure you do something every day. If you don't draw every day, then you're not going to get, no, don't do that. You're going to tire yourself out and you're going to hate yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> just draw whenever you feel the creative necessity. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to yeah. hate. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think just being able to express yourself creatively the way you want to. Don't hurt anyone in the process. And practice when you best find it that you are able to, for sure. 
Awesome, awesome. And yeah, I really want to thank you again for just chatting with us. I loved it. I've been wanting to have yeah. you on the show forever. Yeah. And, I know. And I mean, I really I dug it. Like, uh, I appreciate you taking the time and and putting yourself out there with us. You know, it's it's something that we appreciate to everybody that comes on the show. Uh, but yeah. and I want to just make sure we can get to really share your your stuff out there. Can you please just give us, you know, give us uh, your website where people can look at your your, your strip. Uh, you know, maybe your Patreon, just everything you want to go ahead and put out there so people can find you. Yeah, so my main uh, website, let me go ahead and I want to give you the whole, it's it's kind of a long URL and I want y'all to be able to find it. Um, so it's the art, uh, no, there's no the, sorry, art of eliamariamc.com, which is long, but if you just uh, search Elia in a box on social media, I'm, I'm that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever the heck else exists on social media, that's my username across the board. And you can find all my links from there. You can find my Twitch. You can find everything. But I try to cover my bases online and just constantly post stuff to keep everyone up to date on what I'm working on. Awesome. (laughs) And we are going to post, you know, your links through our, through our stuff as well, put you out there. And, uh, you know, this is, this is always a blast, you know, we definitely appreciate taking time and you know i hope it's not the last time i love talking to you i just love your vibe i think it's awesome i like your hair um hey yeah, i see you changed this the last time i saw it quarantine hair style quarantine guys hair. hey man, where's my, my quarantine, quarantine hair, hair. Hey. Um, hey but uh you know we always like to end you know very positive i thank you for those words and again you know guys take it to heart you know just uh like i said she said earlier as well people deal and cope with you know depression certain ways yeah. people exactly i really like the what you i mean it, it you did it on your own you kind of brought brought up those issues and they're personal to you and i appreciate yeah. that because just like they're personal to you they're you they're universal and personal yeah. you know i feel like it's something that needs to be talked about and i love yeah. being able to share my experiences for sure no it's it's yeah. great especially in the thing so much it's overlooked but, you know, I want to thank you for that. And we don't overlook it. We appreciate it. And, guys, take care of each other. Like I've said in the past, check in with mm-hmm. each other. Just make sure everybody's doing okay. You never know. Somebody that's quiet that usually isn't, maybe check on them, you know. And just kind of uh, cries for help are out there when even when they're not real cries, you know. Just kind of keep an eye out for it. You know, look out for each other. Uh, Chikumel, uh, how about you give us some uh, some parting words? No, I mean, I don't like just to go back to what she said and just to echo what y'all been saying it's like uh love one another what song is that uh <laughs> shit i forgot it's probably some from some 70s shit but anyways like <laughs> keep an eye keep an eye on each other man it's like it, it looks like this is going largo, but it, sounds, it feels like this is going even longer than than i was just expecting it to go so uh and go vote and wear your masks <laughs> yeah. all right take care of each other good night hey bye night.